So, on the 8th of July 2020, I put out this tweet, letting people know I had left my previous church, Light London. I felt like a betrayer and I felt like people definitely picked sides and made it obvious what sides they were picking. They might be preaching, but they're not necessarily teaching the gospel. Friends that I had before that just became very strange towards me. It's been about a year since I left and it took me that long. Hi guys, welcome to the Mo Junction and welcome to another installment of Chit Chat with Mo where we have controversial debate, honest conversation and so much more. So, on the 8th of July 2020, I put out this tweet. Letting people know I had left my previous church, like London. This opened up a can of worms in ways that I never actually anticipated nor expected. And over the last year or so, I've gone through a myriad of emotions. What I thought was a moment of transparency actually helps me see a lot of things and people more clearly for what they are. In this episode, I delve into my experience leaving a mini mega church, the feelings that came with that, and my reflections one year on. Before we go on, today's episode is sponsored. Have you ever wanted to greet your friends? and family in the language they understand sometimes english just doesn't cut it that's where caddy greetings comes into play hand-drawn luxury greeting cards with your african heritage and language in mind the cards come in a variety of languages including shona zulu Ndebele, swahili and yoruba my language whoop, whoop. That special touch to special occasions and celebrations, grab your greeting cards from www.caddygreetings.com and make your friends and family's day today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Um, so let's delve into this conversation. My experience is leaving a, a mini mega church and I call it a mini, mini mega church because I wouldn't say that it was like a mega church, like, you know, like you do those massive church, like the TD Jakes churches in America. And I wouldn't say it was a small church either. It was a church that was growing, you know, at the start. I mentioned that the church was like London and that's not to name and shame as you guys saw in the disclaimer that I put at the start of the video, but just for transparency, like, well, I'd be hiding the name if you guys can see it clearly in the tweet but yeah I went to a church called Light London um I believe in 2019 when I moved to London and I wanted to be around other creatives I wanted to be closer to work because I was traveling a lot from West Sussex where I used to live I actually live there now but I was traveling from Sussex and I, I didn't enjoy the journey up through London to Sussex back and forth back and forth so eventually moved to London and then I also wanted to be around like-minded people um found that a lot of creatives went to that church and you know went there couple services had a few like prophetic words um now that I'm, I'm looking back you know maybe not so prophetic maybe you know some people knew who I was and where I was going but again that's not to bash um but yeah I had a few prophetic words and that made me feel like, okay, that was a place that I was meant to be. And it felt like a place that could really nurture my creativity. And then again, this was me being naive as a Christian. 
I, I wasn't prioritizing at the time a church that could nurture me spiritually in terms of the gospel because I didn't really understand what the gospel was at the time. Now I do glory to God. But at the time I, I thought the gospel was, you know, you know, the charis like the many charismatic movements that we see, I thought it was prophetic words. I thought, you know, where the Holy Spirit is, the you know, the worship bangs, um, the atmosphere, you know, now I'm realizing a lot of that stuff is actually just emotion. Um, but yeah, I I believe that was the place for me at the time. Um, I say all of that just to say that. And when I put out this tweet, a lot of people did in fact DM me. A lot of people did ask me the why, you know, my tweet was very vague for a reason. And that's because I wanted my departure to be as gracious as possible. I didn't want to delve into any details per se. Um, but I, I will add one more thing to that tweet, which shouldn't give too much away, but should give people a bit more insight as to why I left. Now, I, I went through a process of unlearning un my, my religion in the lockdown period. I feel like that lockdown period was a time that just stripped us all away from our, our usual routines and allowed us to think for ourselves. Around this time, this amazing documentary, American Gospel Christ Alone, came out. And wow, my eyes were really, really opened to a lot of the atrocities and the charade, I, I would like to call it, that we've turned Christianity into. Um, so my eyes were open to, you know, the prophetic movement, the healing movement, a lot of charismatic churches and how they manipulate their members. Um, it's for financial gain, you know, different ministries for gain for themselves. And that's not to say that these ministries, you know, a lot of them, you know, people have been healed through them. People have, they've gained salvation through these ministries. People have grown in these, in these ministries. I'm not going to say for one second, I didn't grow at all. Um, they've grown spiritually, but a lot of what people have gained in some of these ministries is just the fluff in terms of, they don't actually understand the gospel. A lot of mature Christians, you ask them, what is the gospel? They can't ex explain that to you. They don't understand that, you know, every scripture links back to Christ. They don't understand and, you know, the gift of salvation and how it's freely given and cannot be taken back. It is a difference between that and falling away. I remember I put out my video on learning my religion. A lot of people were arguing with me that you can lose your salvation. And then they were given examples where people leave the faith. If you leave the faith, that's different from, that's different from you don't believe anymore. Because um, salvation is by grace through faith. I've now come to understand. And of course, if you are a Bible believing Christian, if you are a believer, there's a way it's going to reflect on your behavior. Because some people are like, oh, does that mean you can now do anything you want? No, because it's like you receive salvation by grace through faith and that transforms your behavior and that reflects on how you behave you don't then intentionally sin and expect grace to abound um but because of the grace of god your your life is transformed your behavior is transformed i'm going into this preaching thing now i'm going off but yeah by grace through faith and you know that impacts on how you behave it's not a workspace religion so i went for a process of unlearning all of that if you haven't checked out that video definitely definitely go and check it out and i just concluded that that wasn't the foundation of the teachings at the church that I was at. I would say that in terms of if you want to know your purpose, if you want to be motivated every Sunday to go out there and, and do your best in, in your calling, um, so to speak, there's a lot of teaching around, for example, um, the seven mountains. 
mountaineering and how you're meant to pioneer in different areas. So there's finance, there's business. Mind that I held on to so solidly was media. You guys know I'm very passionate about media and I've never been to a church um, that focuses so strongly on your calling. And in that season of my life, um, I remember putting out a vlog, I can hear the call. Um, I, I felt like that was a time to really go full force into this media thing. So I thought that was a perfect church um, to nurture that. And whilst it's not wrong to teach people about their calling, it's not enough if these teachings are not being grounded and linked back to the gospel and that's what I realized about a year on into the church was missing when I realized that wow every scripture points back to the cross I was like whoa because in the 21 years of my life in church, um, or 23, 24, well, I'm 24, 24 years of my life in the church, up until that point where I unlearned and stepped away, I've been reading the Bible like a storybook, whereby it's all about me, everything relates to me, it relates to my um, my situation. If you guys have seen that, that clip from Matt Chandler, you're not David. It's not the roadmap to life, and if you think that way, you'll read the Bible wrong. Uh, what you'll do is you'll keep, now let me, here's what you, you'll keep infusing yourself into the stories of the Bible like you're the hero. And this happens all the time. All right, so I, I mean, I want to be straight. I love you enough to be straight. You're not David. All right? Your trouble in life is not Goliath. You're not. Like, I, I realized I, I wasn't all these Bible characters. I was infusing myself into the Bible stories when really it was... It's all about Christ. And so many churches make this mistake because you will try and point this out to people and they'll be like, well, they're preaching the gospel because they're preaching from the Bible. They might be preaching, but they're not necessarily teaching the gospel. And a lot of people find it hard to get their head around that just because somebody's quoting scripture. Lucifer quoted scripture. Just because someone is quoting scripture does not mean they're preaching the gospel. They might be preaching, but they might not necessarily be preaching the gospel. So I think that's why a lot of people at the time were very confused because it's like, Mo, this is a biblical church, you know, but just because you're using scripture doesn't make it a biblical, a biblical church and doesn't mean you're preaching the gospel. So I realized that a lot of the foundations, the teaching foundations um, is what I would like to call the prosperity gospel reloaded um in a sense of we know about the prosperity gospel where it's like it's all about your wealth and what you can accumulate in life and that god promises you a good life and promises you wealth and riches and all of that to me this church was not preaching the prosperity gospel but was preaching it through purpose so there's like an obsession with your purpose, your purpose and purpose, not enough emphasis on the gospel. That's why I call it the prosperity gospel related. And you find that a lot in youth churches. I've never been personally a fan of youth churches. I will say that when I did start the church, there was what gave me like peace of mind was that there was a mix of ages. So there was adults, there was families. But as, as time moved on, it did evolve into a youth church where there was majority majority youth so yeah my fears about youth churches were kind of confirmed at the time i stepped away and also i became my pastor's pa as well so you can imagine when you are that intimate with with the leader of the church you're gonna see some things and i saw some things without going into what those things were i saw some things that made me realize that hmm, i don't want to be a part of this anymore i'm the kind of person that you know recovering people pleaser 
I try my best to make everybody happy. I used to be a, a yes person, but something I'm not is someone that can stand the face of like, I don't know how to describe it. Just things that are unfair. Even if it's not me that's going to do the whistle blowing, I cannot be party to it. So that was another another reason that, you know, I stepped away. But yeah, I said I wasn't going to go into too much detail and then I went into detail. What I really wanted to go through with you guys in this video was my feelings over the last year or so. I would say that my immediate feelings when I decided to step away felt very isolated. I felt like a betrayer and I felt like people definitely picked sides and made it obvious what sides they were picking. I must admit... I didn't know leaving a church came with this much politics. I was very naive to what was coming next. I remember receiving a call on the day that I put out that tweet and somebody said, you know, I'm here for you. Just be ready. Like things are going to happen. I was so confused. I, I almost laughed because I was like, why are you pre-warning me for this? I just left the church. I didn't leave God. I didn't burn the church down. I just stepped away from a pastoral role. That's something else I forgot to say. I became a pastor. I stepped away from a pastoral role and I stepped away from the church. I haven't killed anybody. What's all this that you're warning me about? And she was just like, you know, she just, because she's somebody that's experienced um, something similar. So I was very naive. I went into the process very naive. I didn't know what was coming next. And she, she was definitely right because... <sighs> From the reactions, it felt like I came, I came against the church. It felt like, more specifically, I was made to feel like, how do I say this? From people's reactions, it wasn't necessarily about protecting the church, but it was about protecting one man. And that was, that's the leader of the church. And that was really, really strange to me because it was like, what are you guys defending? Are you defending the church as in the general body of Christ? Are you defending your church or is this just because your leader's feelings have been hurt and you feel like you need to cut it around him and protect him? So people picked their sides and it was very glaringly obvious. I, I tweeted something else um, with regards to how isolated I was feeling that day. They must have seen it. And then a lot of them reached out to me. I didn't reply to anybody. Yeah, because I was just like, this is just performative. If I didn't tweet that I was feeling isolated, none of you would have reached out to me. I think there was one person, one person from the church. I won't say their name. There was one person from the church that reached out to me before I tweeted about how isolated I was feeling. And to me, they were genuine. So yeah, I was just like, nah, you guys are, are being super fake right now. I'm not going to play into it. But yeah, I felt like a betrayer, feelings of isolation. Definitely been hurtful, I would say. I have to be honest and say it was hurtful um, experiencing like friendship breakdown. Before I went to the church, I was friends. I was friends with, with people. And when I got to the church as well, I, I made friends. I was definitely the most shocked by the friends that I had before that almost rejected me again because of one man. Yeah, never heard from some again till today. Never, except for that performative moment. Three types of people. So friends that I had before that just became very strange towards me. The second set of people, friends that I made there, and they just, again, shunned me. I remember a particular a particular lady, like, and this is not, I, you don't count favors. You do things out of the kindness of your heart, but because of the intimacy between us, I'd, you know, have her around, look after her, you know, just befriend her. And again, because of loyalties to one man, 
like when I say I, she, she didn't even do the performative thing. Never heard. And then there was a third type of person, third type of friend that pretended to care or that pretended to be for me. I didn't ask anybody to pick sides or pretended to be for me um, on the day calling me several times, you know, like I'm here for you. That very like caring nature, but just me being very discerning. I just, I was like, I don't want to be associated with anybody right now because I don't know who they could be like sending to get information. Is that weird? And I later found out down the line, she fell out with somebody and the person she fell out with came and told me, oh, by the way, when you left, there were several meetings about, you know, what happened, you know, trying to save face. The church uses interesting language, you know, things like Jezebel spirits, things like spirit of division, things like enemies from outside, you know, those kind of, they use those kind of language to describe people that aren't compliant with the rules or that dare to think different. And she said, you know, those meetings, this girl was the number one spokesperson. As per Mo is this, Mo is that, da, 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 da. And this was somebody that was calling me and trying to find out if I was okay. That was weird. So the friendship breakdowns were very interesting. I did hear that there was a lot of like meetings, official um, and non-official meetings where the leader of the church, you know, would slander me. The leader of the church would literally ask his members to pick and say, look, this has happened. You need to decide where your loyalties lie. So imagine all of that coming back to you. I didn't ask anybody. I was just trying to move on because I'd already started attending a church before I stepped away. That's all. That's another thing a lot of people don't know. I was attending a church for about three months before I cut the cord. Initially, I was hoping to kind of gently move away maybe if I was to get a job far away or something I was going to you know subtly move away but some things were happening at the time if you guys are familiar with Little Black Book I don't want to go into too much detail if you're familiar with Little Black Book Little Black Book was exposing a lot of things that were going on in the church and there was a point where it was just like this is too much as well as what I was seeing behind the scenes and then I just had to publicly declare that I am not associated with this and I've stepped away and that was also done out of integrity because you know as much as I don't necessarily like the term influencer 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 I need to be aware of the fact that I do have levels of influence I'm a stan of whatever I'm a stan of and I was a stan of the church and I was promoting the church and you know even if it's one member that I led there I'm not saying that I filled the church up for them it's not the case at all even if it's one member that I met there and they're going because they see me there and they trust my recommendation I need to at least be open and honest and let them know that actually I've changed my mind and you're free like I said it in the tweet I said you're free to decide to stay there if you feel like you're still growing but me personally, I don't endorse this anymore. Um, so yeah, that was another place of, you know, integrity and transparency. In case I'd influence them, I want to uninfluence you now. Or at least I want to be honest about my new decisions, my new findings about about this place that I raved about. Um, quite innocently, not knowing the full details of what it is. And let me tell you guys as well, some of the people that came to tell me things were associates of the leader. So like, pastor associates coming to tell me things but then it was weird because they tell me stuff and then I'd see them kiki keen with him or kiki keen or, or being involved with the church seeing them on posters and and I'm like okay you're saying one thing but doing another so how can I even trust you so I'm not gonna lie to you guys my 
I was I did I didn't know who to trust um within this Christian community or yeah I I didn't I didn't know who to trust I I found that video like it was playing with my trust a bit because how can you come and have a conversation with me about somebody um about not necessarily about them but what they've said about me showing support and then your buddies with them the next day I didn't know who to trust how to feel I definitely felt like I lost a sense of a supportive community when you're in a church like that that's filled with youth and people that are pioneering in their seven mountains or whatever it may be you have the network of creatives you have the network of people that support you a lot of the church members you know you'd have for example an event they'd post it everywhere they'd share your work um, and that's what that's the love I was experiencing I, I thought wow what a community and I thought wow they genuinely love my work when I left the church all of that support disappeared so i can't lie like i was confused i thought these were relationships outside of church i didn't know they were bound by my membership i didn't know the love and the support was bound by my membership to this church i thought it was genuine like i love what you're doing sis i think it's dope i think you're amazing i didn't know some people were only you know publicly praising me because of my associations to the church now i'm not going to say completely everybody changed towards me i would say that some people have kept it 100 from the beginning i can't even feel like an iota of something changed between us like some people like they know themselves like i don't need to name names or whatever but they know themselves they've kept in contact with it's been normal and that's what it should be i'm still within the body of christ just because i'm not in your church anymore doesn't mean that we sever ties or loyalty or you pick sides or da 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 but i definitely experienced people just switching like because i'm no longer a member of your church now my work is not that great or you no longer publicly praise me or is it because the leader is going to see you praising me publicly and then you're not in his good graces i that was confusing for me so i did question my work a lot and that's probably something that people that people didn't realize i questioned my work i was like ah well i used to have so much support from these people and now it's just gone and that's not to say that my success is banned by a certain group of people it can never can never be um it's all by the grace of god growing and elevating but yeah i was like wow have i really lost a network of supportive people you know you if you they always say if you want to if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and i felt like i lost i lost a network of of people a network of creative i felt like i lost a network of support a support system as well which was really hard to kind of accept and just move on that okay with or without you i'm I'm going to make it like god's got me and he's gonna place me in in rooms with, with kings and and queens and my gift will continue to make room for me and just on that as well in terms of the whole solidarity thing it's definitely been hard um in terms of the christian community delving back in i remember i went on a huge unfollow spree sorry not sorry i want to know huge unfollow spree yeah i just the christian community in the uk is big but it's small and again seeing some people picking sides i'm talking ministers leaders i was like are we 12 but yeah behaving in certain ways endorsing continually endorsing the church and endorsing the leader after several things were put out um that should have raised concern but you're still there buddy buddy 
I don't know whether it's the charm of the leader. I don't know whether it's his wealth that entices people. I don't know whether, I don't know what it is that people just wanted to continually show publicly that they are affiliated. I, I struggled with that. Like I, I struggled with what we represent as a community. I struggled with what people were trying to gain through affiliations that they couldn't publicly rebuke. Um, Cause a lot of them, you know, I had some calls people were saying, oh, we've privately talked. Why don't you publicly rebuke? Why don't you, we saw what happened with SPAC Nation. SPAC Nation is now broken down to like smaller churches. Don't want to really go into that too much. There's been documentation of people saying, you know, the aftermath of what's happened. People's lives are at stake. People's salvation are at stake. And you're more concerned or some of some of them were more concerned about their friendships, their, that was strange to me. Because we didn't treat SPAC Nation with urgency, a lot of people ended up in a really, really bad place. So that made me angry. I can't lie. Like, I struggled with that. And the last thing was probably the most important thing, because all the rest of it is just feelings. Like I said, I never left God. Already was going to a church three months prior to my departure from, like, London. Still with God, like, solidly. Like, my heart for him will never change. But I would say that I, I struggled getting back into spiritual routine um being a leader a pastor in the church um being a member of the church there's certain practices that you do in the church you know praying for example 5 a.m prayer fasting routines things like that i struggled to get back into routine or intimacy with christ because it was like you've lost your community you've lost the people that wake you up you've lost the people that you fast together with you've lost the people that remind you to read your bible or that you do bible study with together I, I struggled to create a new routine between myself and God. I was a part of a new church, but COVID didn't necessarily make it easy to integrate into, into a new church. So yeah, it was tough. But one thing I'm, I was really grateful for, or I kept reminding myself of in, in that process, whilst I slowly, slowly built up spiritual practices like fasting and praying and, you know, reading my word regularly again. One thing I was really grateful for was a new understanding of the gospel. And I felt like all my life I've been doing it backwards. And a lot of Christians, I would say, fall into that boat where how my partner describes it is that you say something like you learn about two squared before you learn that one plus one is two. So in a lot of charismatic churches and Pentecostal movements and, you know, a lot of churches that are focused on the prophetic healing and all of that, you learn about all of that stuff without actually learning about the gospel and it's like no you start from the foundation and then you build up it's not about the spiritual gifts it's not about all the extra extra stuff that we see in church it's not about the emotional stuff it's not about the movement of the spirit so to speak you learn about the gospel first and that becomes your foundation for how you see everything else. So I was very grateful that I had that amazing foundation of newfound understanding of the gospel of Christ, that, you know, we are saved by grace through faith. What Christ did in the church when he said it is finished because it is finished. Salvation is yours and yours forever. Um, nothing you can do so undo your salvation of course if you fall away that's something completely different if you lose your faith that's something completely different but so long as you have faith of what christ did on the church uh, on the church on the cross you are saved you're a believer um i had a newfound understanding of that and i could actually operate from a place of love i could actually approach god knowing that he continually loves me so i was really happy that that was my new foundation and you know glory to god like 
I'm back there. Like I would really say that my prayer life has been seriously reignited over the last like two months or so. It's been about a year since I left and it took me that long. And that's just to say as well, like it's not, it's not a race. Um, take your time with these things. Really spend time and delve with God. If you are somebody that's been through like church hurts, um, a lot of people, you know, all this lingo that we like to use in church, church hurts. Um, if you've been in a frustration of a, in a church, you left a church and, you know, you're struggling with some of the things, these things that I've struggled with, just know that it gets better. Just rest and sit with Christ. And I believe eventually you'll get there. Since then as well, I would say that I've left. Some people, some others have left. You know, there were some people were worried that they were influenced by me. God who made me, God knows, God sees my heart. I did not convince anybody. I did pray for people that they would see what I saw. I think as a regular member, you might not be able to see what I saw. Like I said, I, I got a bit closer to the leadership. I saw some behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I just prayed for people to see what I saw and for them to be delivered and, you know, to move on and... You know, I'm probably still going to get some questions. People are still going to ask me for more details, but I don't see myself saying more than this. I believe so strongly that sometimes when God shows you something is better than when somebody else shows you something. And I think the deliverance is great that way. So I did pray for, for some people and I'm so happy that, you know, some of my home skillets, they free. Yeah, guys, just whatever church you want to go to, I'll just say this. Do they remind you of the gospel every Sunday? Or do they remind you of your calling? Do they remind you of the things that you can gain from God? Whether that's happiness, whether that's... Do they remind you of what Christ did on the cross? Because if every single scripture relates back to the cross, why are you not hearing about the cross every single Sunday? Church is not for motivation. This walk is not for motivation. It's not for your happiness. It's not for your cuddling. It's not for you to... So to achieve and, and gain things on earth. It's about getting to heaven. That's what scripture is about. It's about the gospel. If you're not hearing about the gospel every single Sunday, you might need to pray and just question, is this a gospel preaching church or is this just a church that's preaching? It's a difference. It's a big difference. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching today's video. Have you ever experienced leaving a church? What was the reaction of the, of the members? What was your re the reaction of the leader? Were there any emotions that you dealt with after? Was your relationship with Christ threatened in any way, shape or form? Did you lose your faith? Did you come back? Um, what would you advise to somebody who's going through something similar? Let me know in the comment section down below. And that's all I really have for you guys today in terms of Chit Chat with Mo. Do make sure you like this if you liked it. Share with your friends. Comment below the things we spoke about. And subscribe to this channel for more. Until next time, guys. Peace and love. Peace and chunks.